Hello, beautifuls. Welcome back to Her Sexual Space podcast. I am your host, Janice Leonard, licensed professional counselor and sex therapist here in Texas and Colorado. Before we get into today's episode, please note that while we aim for relevant and relatable topics to explore, these episodes are not a replacement or a substitute for your own relationship with a mental and or sexual health professional. This episode is sponsored by Simple Practice. Running a private practice is rewarding, but it can also be demanding. Simple Practice changes that. This practice management solution helps you focus on what's most important, your clients. By simplifying the business side of the private practice, like billing, scheduling, and even marketing. Stick around for a special offer at the end of this episode. to her sexual space podcast. I am your host, Janice Leonard, licensed professional counselor and sex therapist here in Texas and Colorado. We are winding down and sharing some of our final episodes for the winter. On the podcast today, we are chatting with Melinda Porter about sex and aging. Melinda is a licensed professional counselor, supervisor, a member of Sexual Health Alliance, and an ASEC certified sex therapist. I am so grateful for her time today. In her group practice, Melinda um, provides services to couples, polycules, and individuals with diverse sexuality and expressions. Melinda also works with the queer community, and she has worked with them since 2012, working with children, teens, individuals, couples, and families to process sexuality and gender questions and or transitioning. Melinda is also a trained EMDR therapist. She uses EMDR to help her clients move through trauma, all while teaching skills to stabilize and process from a secure place. Melinda is invested in move at your pace and being present with her clients in sessions. Welcome to the podcast, Melinda. Good morning. I'm so excited to be here, Janice. I am happy to have you. You've been on my guest list for a minute now, so thank you for <laughs> making time to connect with me and my listeners. How are you today? Well, thank you for being patient and, and us working out the schedule. I'm doing well, thank you. Awesome. So share with me how you show up in the world. Well, share with our listeners, because you know I follow you for a minute now. So share for our listeners how you show up in the world and um, just anything you want to share about yourself and your work. Okay. Well, I am female, lesbian, monogamous relationship, and I use she, her. And I, I show up as a human who tries to make space that's non-judgmental, period. It's a secure, non-judgmental space. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. What about your professional journey? What was, what was that like? How did you how did you end up in this space? Oh gosh. <laughs> um, as life usually does, one path led to another. Um, mm-hmm. I started off and was so honored to get to be a mom. Then I was a teacher for 13 years. Mm-hmm. And so I got to do the at home you know, and seeing a human develop and grow and just turn into these beautiful, beautiful person. And then to go into a classroom and get to see the diversity of all these different children and all their journeys and how they develop, you know, in the years as they grow. And that led me to families Hmm. because, you know, I, I love systems and I'm Bowenian. And I believe, you know, I just feel like the systems are such beautiful things and they're so messy and they're so intertwined and they so affect and they're, they're awesome. So that led me into counseling and providing this like open space so that people can look at their mess, 
decide if they like it, decide if they don't, what they want to do with it, you know, and just take a minute to pause and to see, because mess is living, you know, yeah. if, if everything's too perfect and too everything, then are you moving, you know? <laughs> so, um, that, and then that led to, because I work so much with the, um, with the LGBT community and with gender spectrum, because of those things, I wanted to make a safe place. And then the questions kept coming up like, Hey, whenever I'm mid transition, you know, what does this look like? How do, and I was like, Oh, I should go get a different certification. <laughs> going to, going to you know? And so sexual health Alliance was a beautiful program and gave so much information. I know. Right. And so anyway, that's where my journey has taken me and I love it. Um, and I have a wonderful staff that, you know, I can share about later if, um, but that's kind of how this all, this journey kind of started for me is that I never walked into a counseling session and it was like, okay, to say, Hey, by the way, I, I'd really like to have sex with women <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because that was not the space that that wasn't something that was allowed in my background. Yeah. And so it's kind of some of my journey professionally, short version. Mm-hmm. There's more to it. There's a lot more a lot more fun and excitement. Um, but that's a little small tidbit of kind of how I got where I am today. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I wonder what are the main, um, what are the main issues or concerns that you, you see in your practice, maybe working with the LGBTQ community as well as, um, you know, maybe some of the aging population. Oh my gosh. I love my clients and I, I, I'm so blessed to get to do what I do. Um, But it's this journey of figuring out uh, where they want to go and what their bodies are doing at the same time and having very small, um, very small, you know, like piles knowledge that they can reach in and grab from for resources. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, because it's all usually based around heterosexual, you know, cisgendered people. And so, um, in this aspect, I had, a, I guess I had a lot of questions to answer because I work with a lot of women to go through mm-hmm. different phases of life. Um, lesbian couples are polycules and have multi-dimensions in there. And as everybody's aging, how does that change? You know, how does that look? How do you keep, you know, connected with yourself, with your body and, and still enjoy and have fun? Um, with your partners and with yourself sexually. And so I, I do work a lot as far as my sex therapy work with couples and individuals who are kind of doing that journey. And then my heart is with gender spectrum and people who are just evolving and growing and loving their bodies where they are, even sometimes whenever they're not as congruent, you know, as it should be. So, yeah. And as you say that, that takes us into, you know, especially for women as, as we're beginning to age. And I wanted to dedicate this episode to my mom, my aunts, you know, people who are figuring out, not, not that they're saying it to me, but people who are figuring out what does sex look like as I am maturing, as my body's maturing. And I actually had this conversation with my aunt the other day and she said, there's this expectation that when you have passed a certain age, like 50, you just don't think about sex anymore. And I think that is, that is far from the truth. It might look different, you know, but I don't think you ever just stop thinking about pleasure. Like, do we just don't, we just don't like pleasure. Like, is that what it is? So I want to speak to, <laughs> I want to Your speak body to just that. becomes a void of anything. Right. You know, I'm 52 and that just like thought terrified me. <laughs> it's yeah. like, well, wait a I missed that. <laughs> no, but that, well, unfortunately as women were taught, you know, we, especially most are taught, especially if you come back, come from a really, like I came from a religious background and mm-hmm. one, you're taught that you're, you're not even supposed to acknowledge enjoyment of pleasure and what your, what your body's doing or anything like that. And you're not supposed to have a voice about it. And so as we are aging, I'm 52. And as you know, through those years and a lot of my clients who are older in the sixties and seventies, they're hitting these spots where they're going, wait a minute, 
I still have lots of good energy there. <laughs> and so, and so what, is this, what does this look like for me? And dealing with some of the, is that okay for me to still be excited about sex? You know, like, what does that look like? Some of the emotional stuff that comes along with it too. Um, the physiological is huge because you have to talk about it to be able to figure out, okay, so now maybe there's not as much elasticity. Maybe there's not as much um, lubrication. Um, what is what does that look like? And and we kind of do those journeys together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is awesome to have a conversation about how beautiful our bodies are and how sexy and phenomenal they are, even aside from the number. You know, it does look different. You are correct <laughs> than twenty, but not necessarily not fun. <laughs> you can still have a lot of fun, a lot of pleasure. So I challenge everyone not to give that up. So I wonder for, let's say, uh, let's just, you know, hypothetically, um, you know, an older woman, um, you know, came to, you know, your practice and maybe some of the issues that's coming up, like you mentioned in that elasticity, lubrication. Um, I don't know so much about flexibility. I don't know if we're still thinking about positions at this time, but. <laughs> yes. yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, we are. <laughs> get, your toys, right. get, your, get your fun stuff and yes, bring them to the table because we're, yes, we talk about yeah. all that. <laughs> so I'm just wondering, you know, like where do we start, you know, and I'm, I'm picturing there, there is going to be some deconstruction of some of our ideas ideas and beliefs about what, what sex looks like. Um, but what does that journey typically looks like if you've had that experience or treatment plan, what, what would that look like? So first of all, one of the things that we work with and, and what I've found to be the most common with some of these beginning of the conversations is that people come in almost kind of ashamed that their body is working differently mm-hmm. or apologetic. and like in some way they just woke up one morning and said, I think I'm not going to be as young as I was yesterday. You know, or, you know I'm not going to be like, sexy today. I'm not going to be sexy today. I'm not going to be this. I'm not going to be that. And no, it's that our bodies over time, you know, um, different things, you know, that disrupt, you know, the way that we have set and mm-hmm. the way that we see pleasure is childbirth changes you know, um, the way the body works. And so menopause, going into menopause, you've already had some life-changing disruptors that aren't commonly thought, you know, because hysterectomies change it. Um, if you have had cervix cancer or um, any, any type of surgeries that affect how your body functions, if you've had an episiotomy, you know, anything like that disrupts the way that you're going to feel pleasure and the way that your body works. Then, you know, the natural ones come in with the way our bodies change with hormones and, and those, but the surgical ones and some of the, the things that come before that cause like this kind of beginning of some of the disruption. Having a baby is beautiful. It is extremely hard on your body. Mm-hmm. Um, at a younger age, you know, the skin in the vagina has these flaps and they're very elastic and they go and they flow and everything. And that's how we have so much fun and, and that kind of place. And I'm, I'm trying to think of like, yeah, I would say 20, I think thirties and forties is really where we kind of hit. Oh, wow. Like this is fun. Mm-hmm. And we voice start to voice stuff and enjoy mm-hmm. it. But then men, pre-menopause and menopause comes And there's kind of this evolution of, and this is usually where people come in, of, hey, my body's not working the same, but like maybe my husband or my partner is, you know, now it's becoming like, are we not emotionally connected anymore Mm. instead of we're working differently? And that's where we usually start. So what brought you in? And Interestingly enough, it's like this, that women are taking responsibilities for their, their bodies not functioning the same mm. instead of, Hey, how do I need, what do I need to do here 
to enjoy now. And so I know you asked like a treatment plan, but that's kind of, I wanted to give that little bit of a background because full spectrum, it's the human that walks in and what she wants. And I guess, first of all, giving her the voice to know where is your body, what feels good and what doesn't. And Mm -hmm. that's where we have to start. It's not that your body isn't working right. It's that your body is here with us present today and it's working this way. So meet yourself there. That's where we start the journey. And I'm hearing a lot of mindfulness in that. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And it's a, um, so, so that's kind of where we start. And I really believe in, oh my gosh, come as you are. I know, I know books. I'm sure you're going to, but that book is a beautiful experience for my clients and a hard one. And, um, and so I, we kind of start talking about how do they even know their body? And sometimes they find like, no, I don't really know my body. And so we start to work with pleasure and enjoyment and saying the word masturbation, because for some women that are older, especially if you've come from my background, like that isn't, it's not a ladylike word. And so, so, um, that's kind of the, the starting. And then we, we move through working on that and building on that sensei exercises. I love those, um, for touch and care. And, um, and we also do tons of education, you know, estrogen, how estrogen changes in the body and testosterone changes in the body and, and how all this affects the skin. Um, most people don't really realize how much the decrease um, in elasticity is, and it can be significant. You know, 30, 30 to 50%, I think, is the, the last um, research paper that I read on it. And so I, that's where I start. And then this is kind of where I was telling you, like my individual people come in, and I kind of have to go with their journey yeah. in the direction that they need to go. And my I, lesbian I see that too. Couples very, yeah. My lesbian couples look very different. Now theirs yeah. is usually because their bodies are changing. They know their bodies are changing, but they're two female body changing, two dips in desire, two uh, dips in libido, two dips in trying to figure out um, masturbation and orgasm and and what works now. And so, and so, and then also the nurturing aspect of that women, you know, women bring some texture into it. That's a little bit different than a a male female. Mm -hmm. And it's also different than non-binary experience Mm -hmm. because you have that caretaking of the other partner. And so you don't push as hard and you don't ask as many questions because you know how uncomfortable it is and where we need to be having those hard conversations. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 I, I love it. <laughs> I love you give us like, you know, a full spectrum of what, what that looks like. And even if, you know, it's not like a specific treatment plan, it's tailored to that individual. It's very, you know, very person centered. And that's what I see too, um, with some of the issues I see, um, coming up, you know, around sexual health, yeah. but I wonder what tools, so maybe what exercises, um, and I do have a conversation with the pelvic health professional later today. Um, so some of that will come up too, but I wonder in your work, um, you know, what, what maybe some interventions that come up often, what are your go-to ones, I guess? My go-to ones are the, the, actually the sensei exercises. Mm-hmm. I love sensei focus. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And so, and it just brings such a gentleness, um, to the texture of the relationship. And so it goes back to that nurturing you you also just Uh talked about. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is, it is a very different, um, event for people to pull themselves back into intimacy. And I, I do enjoy that one. That's kind of a go-to. I love, um, educating people, you know, as far as like what their bodies are doing. It's Mm -hmm. super important for me to have women who have never talked about their bodies, talk about their bodies because it's empowerment. They, they now have, they now have 
ownership of their parts. They now know their, their bodies and they're talking about them and they're saying this feels better or that feels better. And I think that the educational part is big for me in my practice. I don't know if it's the teacher in me, but it just kind of moved in with it. Um, the sexual response cycle, I, I, I need for people to know about, you know, like the direction that they're going, the excitement, the plateau, the orgasm, you know, the resolution and that, that there can be some, some, a little bit of wiggle room in there, you know, to, to have back and forth, you know? And so we talk about the different stages and how now they look different. How does, how does plateau look at, um, our excitement look at 50? How did it look at 60? Mm-hmm. You know? And so those are some of the conversations that are kind of my go-to. Um, I'm, I'm also systems is really important to me. And so it's kind of funny differentiation of self and a relationship is Bowenian. And, and I use it actually with sex therapy because mm. I help create this, this visual experience of how are you autonomous and choosing to connect because some people get autonomous in an experience, but they never make the choice to connect with their partner. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, so what are we wanting from this intimate experience? And intimacy goes way past. I'm talking about sexual, the the sexual intimacy. Mm -hmm. And so as, as an autonomous person, what do you want out of it? And then connecting to your partner, what do you want out of it? And so being able to see yourself and enjoy yourself and be present with that. Um, I think sometimes women, you know, are really more comfortable with that at a little bit older age because they know that it looks different, you know, once they start this journey and they're like, okay, yeah, I do have to be me in the connection. I guess those, that's one that I use a lot. Um, I definitely, I definitely use some of my, um, sexual history and sexual interest yeah. questionnaires and sexual styles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, geneograms, sexual geneograms. Um, mm-hmm. I love those. I haven't used sexual and, geneograms. How does, how do you go about that? Well, you know, I am one of those that I mold it to my, what I need it to, but geneograms, I love them for family. I love them. God, I love them. But for sexual geneograms, um, I usually kind of start the conversation by saying, we're going to kind of take a look as who you are as a human sexually. And so we start to build a geneogram around partners, around thoughts, around when, um, maybe, assaults happen and how that changed their mentality. So not only do we do the aspects of events, I, I, I engage with where did the shift happen? Did you even acknowledge it as an assault? Yes. I've had people, I've had people who have been doing their timeline and it's like, okay, that's what that was. And I, you know, and we start talking about it because then if you look at the rest of their sexual timeline, mm-hmm. it's molded. It's changed by that one event. And so, um, so I use it, you know, as far as like experiences, but I, I also really use like the emotional and the, um, connection with body. Like, when did you stop feeling your body? Okay. Well, this happened. And then now I don't. So with old, for, for women, I'm going to say older, but like I'm there. And so that's super wacky to say (laughs) (laughs) older, but whatever, I'll go with it. Um, so for us that are, you know, um, over 50, I think that in, in that aspect, it's okay. How do I relearn how to connect with my body? Because as a younger person, this is how I did it in my twenties. This is how I did it. But as an, as a person in my sixties, what does that need to look like? And some of that work leads, I use EMDR with also, because some of there is trauma and re-engaging with the body. Um, and so that's, that's the sexual, the sexual geneogram. Um, you can do a lot of, you can do it a lot of different ways. Uh, that's the re- the way that I use it. Yeah. I, I love that. That's, yeah. That's, that's a useful tool. I do timelines. I love being able to track back, 
you know, and I think mm-hmm. some for some of our clients, this is the first time they can actually slow down and pay attention to, you know, their journey, you know, and yes, and you know, and having I'll a safe space. Timelines and genie grants. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, secure space is so important. But no, I I use both of those. I think I kind of clumped them together, but. they're both so powerful. And whenever people look at it, they're like, wow, my journey as a sexual being is that I didn't even understand what sex was and that I could say something until I was 33 years old. (laughs) Like that's one that I know is, is, is eye opening for people and, and kind of part of why, why we kind of walk back and we see the partners and how they interacted with them and, how it changed them and those, those understandings. I like both of those. Sweet. So I wonder for maybe older women, you know, exploring sex toys, um, how do you slowly introduce that? Well, I have a cabinet and I open it up and I say, when do we want to talk? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) I'm visualizing this and I wish I had one in my office. (laughs) Well, I, you know, I do buy some products because I need for them to see, you know, they all stay in boxes and, you know, all that. But it, it is one of those spaces where it's like, no, look, let's look at this, you know, and see what it actually looks like. And so sometimes it's as much as us talking about them and they're like, oh, I didn't, oh, like, I didn't even realize you could buy something that was a clitoris stimulator and looked like that. I thought they all had to look like, you know, huge penises. <laughs> and I, I'm like, no, no, there's lots of good ones out there. And and then some of my clients come in with some great ones. <laughs> They're like, oh no, here, you need to share this with people. Um, and so it's kind of, I don't know that I do anything like, I'm pretty blunt. And we, we really do. We just kind of jump in. Clients have, yeah. I kind of tell warn people about that, you know, from the beginning. Um, but what I do say is that when you are ready, when your body is ready to explore things, that's whenever it's time to, not because I say you should try this, not because the doctor says this, it's whenever you've, you've looked at it, you've read about it, you've talked about it, um, you know, if you and your partner decide to buy something or you decide to buy something and you've like it, looked at it and been like, I don't know, you've got lubrication that's good, water-based, you know, water, whatever, you know, like whatever it is that we were directions we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then it's time to introduce it. And if some people have gone, like I have women who have gone sometimes 10 to 15 years, you know, depending on, you know, especially um, if you have a lesbian couple that chose not to do any penetration, that's a different experience. So first of all, we have to work on elasticity and, and um, re-engaging the, the um, canal mm-hmm. and, and those kind of things. And um, so I, like I said, and I know I hope I'm not giving like exact exacts, but it, it really is sometimes so specific, but those yeah. are just like a couple general because the most important thing is what I need for women to know is that where their body is right now, it is possible to have pleasure. I don't care if, you know, um, if that is 75 years old, you know, 85 years old, like it is possible to have pleasure. Is it going to look the same as 18? No, probably not. (laughs) 18 was fun. Well, actually 18, we thought we knew what we were doing. (laughs) Yeah. I was about to say, right like I know I I you and my journey with my journey my sexual journey was one that was so unhealthy and then became healthy Mm -hmm. and it was a journey all in its own that's a whole nother story but so to help to help females find these secure spaces to say my body works different you know, what do I do with that? And so, yes, introducing some toys, um, sometimes, um, introducing just like smaller toys and yeah, working with that. that. Mm-hmm. Like that's really yeah, important. Cause I think sometimes when, yeah, when people think about toys, they think immediately, you know, 
big vibrators, dildos, but those little bullets. My goodness, I love those little bullet clitoral stimulating toys. Like that is so discreet, and I'm a very, <laughs> very discreet about <laughs> my toys because <laughs> I want them. I want to have it on my my side table without it being questioned, right? So, <laughs> yeah. So like those are perfect. <laughs> and and now they make them, and they're so like sometimes. You can, somebody can accidentally walk in the room and have no idea that that yeah. is what is mm-hmm. sitting there. Yeah. And so, yes. And I, so I think it's important for women to find out what they enjoy and mm-hmm. to, to not have it be the expectation of, you know, um, porn size penis, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, toy, That's, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term to say that. Um, so because it's so much, it's so much better whenever it's what your body needs, not what you think your body needs. And so, yeah, we start out small and then we work up and then plus also it's inviting to the conversation, enjoyment and pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you start out smaller, you're teasing and you're, you're, you're playing and you're welcoming the body mm-hmm. to open up to something instead of demanding that it open up to something. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Surely. So I wonder for younger women, um, you know, how, what can they do now to best support pleasure, you know, as they mature? So I I wonder, are there any specific tips? And, And maybe for me too, I recently turned 35 and I, I wonder how, how will I maintain um, throughout my years, because I, I do want to continue to enjoy pleasure, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. You're, yeah, you're in those fun, fun stages. That would be always kind of, you know, it's like, it's like interesting how, how the body works and how through different phases, things change. Yeah. The most important thing whenever I do work with here again, there's, it's kind of different sections. So I'll try to generalize, but if I'm working with like the younger, um, twenties, teen, late teens and twenties, um, it's more of a, your body is the body that's going to be with you for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to rush anything that you don't want to do with your body. And it is okay for you to say STDs are hard on a body. It affects everything. It's okay for you to have hard conversations as a younger person to prevent complications later in life. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's okay for you to stop and pause with that and allow yourself to understand what your body needs and wants before you ask someone else to tell you mm-hmm. what your body needs and wants. And so as a younger, as a younger person, you know, in that first kind of phase, we don't take time to process that. And I think that's one of the things that I really try to work with younger women on is learning about themselves. You've probably heard a lot of that in this yeah. <laughs> um, education, yeah. um, but then also to make sure that you are, it's good for people to have sex. It provides great things for our bodies. Mm-hmm. And so figure out what those, you know, get educated about what that is and what you want, you know, for your lifetime. Foods, foods are very important. There are different diets that are so much better for your body, um, for healthy sex. And I know this all sounds like it kind of intertwines, but it does. This is why I love sense systems. Like, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, it does all kind of intertwine, you know, (laughs) taking care of your body and making sure that you're healthy and that you move through. And once again, even like in your thirties, whenever maybe you start to see some shifting in libido or you start to have, um, you've had, you know, like some children. And so engagement is penetration is a little bit different. Our um, desire discrepancies are starting to show up. Mm -hmm. And, And so whenever and style. Also, it's interesting whenever people come in in between 30s and 40s, you know, um, sometimes that's whenever I have my females say, you know what, I'm, I want to talk about this other style. I don't want to do it the other way. 
I yeah. want to do it more ways mm-hmm. and I want to do a different style and I have different interests. And that's where, you know, we kind of talk about like, is that okay for women to want that? Yeah, it is. And it, you know, um, and, and doing a journey of fun, healthy, connecting with your body, um, and taking care of your body. I, I also really try to get my younger people to see that taking care of the vulva and understanding, you know, the vulva and, and all the attributes of it is, is important for you lifelong. So if in your twenties you choose to make um, choices that end up in a situation I tell you, I made a lot of bad choices, so I hate to use that word. But um, but with me, I think about it like, okay, this choice led to this consequence. And so now, what do I do past this? So I help a lot of clients with that. Because mm-hmm. you can't go back and change. Yeah. You know, you can't go mm-hmm. change the choice. Um, and sometimes it wasn't a choice. Sometimes it was um, something that just happened. Yeah. And so you take that and you walk forward with it. And there's no shame in that you walk forward. And so meaning your body where you at once again, um, is kind of really is kind of my, um, my goal with clients is to connect them to who they are right now. Um, and, and that does include, um, taking care of yourself in multiple ways and having a voice. If sex is not supposed to be painful Mm -hmm. and I have some people in their thirties that come in and they're like, what do you mean? Isn't that just a part of it? No, no. Sex is not supposed to be painful. Unless you, you want it to be. To yeah. Oh, no, no. Well, that's kind of erotic. Yes. Now that, well, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yes. Unless you want it to be. And that's, a, yeah, that's a whole nother podcast because, yeah. And so you're right. But if it's not supposed to hurt you to where you, you feel like you're alone mm-hmm. in a moment and no one is hearing you. No one yeah. is listening to what you need are mm-hmm. your concerns and the pain is directly correlated to that. You know, so mm-hmm. in other words, you don't have a voice to say, you know, it, wait, hold it. Here's my safe word. Would you please yes, thought so we can right. talk about like mm-hmm. I think maybe the physician is off or something because mm-hmm. I'm not this is this is more painful. Mm-hmm. Instead of like I want you to, you know, like let's do some pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is but then you've negotiated all that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. so I, I hope that it, did that kind of hit on it. any yeah, answers? Yeah. More more than okay. <laughs> more than enough. Um so uh, any benefits to sex after the 60s or for our ladies? Um, you know, any any benefits you can share? Oh, yes. So um, um, genital dryness usually comes up whenever you start to get um, post-menopausal, sometimes earlier. Um, and that's kind of one of those that sex can actually increase the blood flow in the vagina. And so it improves lubrication. It improves elasticity. And so, um, also it improves sleep It improves, which gives us more space to have that restorative, um, brain, you know, work that gets done at night. It, it also helps. There's so many benefits. It also helps with, um, some research have identified severe headaches and how it alleviates, you know, by moving the the blood flow around. Mm -hmm. And so it boosts your immune system. Um, Gosh, let me think. I'm trying to think of some other ones and lowers blood pressure. There's a ton of them. There's a ton of them. Um, But the most important is, is that as your body changes, well, I'm a mental health person. Maybe this is <laughs> there's so many important person th- parts of it. But for me, I'm like to see a female who still loves her body at 70, mind awesomeness. Yeah, yeah, like mind blowing. And what an honor to come across those women who are like, wow, like 
it, this is awesome to love my body where it's at. Mm-hmm. So the mental health aspect of that and knowing that you don't have to do it a certain way just because you don't have the same serotonin boost mm-hmm. that you did this way. Um, oh gosh, and I even forgot there's um, the, as far as the antibodies and stuff that are created that fight bacteria and viruses, mm-hmm. like I'm telling you, like it's mind blowing some of the stuff mm-hmm. that our bodies do through orgasms and, yeah. you know, and generating all that good, that good stuff. Plus the connecting with your partner. Yeah. 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 There, I, there's so many different directions about that. I, you know, I'll go with you if, if you want to go a different direction, but those are just some. That yeah, those are, those are beautiful. Yeah, and I just want to make sure that, you know, because I, like I was saying um, with my aunt, you know, the expectation is you just stop thinking about sex, you know, after you pass a certain age. And, yes. you know, I I want women to hear that you can still enjoy uh, that part of yourself. Please and never. It might look different. Yeah, but still a part of yourself. Please never. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Never stop. Never stop thinking about it because there's so, I mean, unless you want to, but I think that there are so many benefits. Mm-hmm. And I mean, of course, everybody has a choice to not. I, I think that there's so many benefits to allowing your body to do what it needs to do to continue to take care of itself. So to me, it's part of self-care. Because you're allowing your body, okay, this is produced differently. However, it's still just as significant and just as important to my mental state. Yeah. And to, you know, creating relaxing, calm, you know, releasing chemicals that I need, continuing to have pleasure, which is also very validating as a human. Mm -hmm. I could go on a lot about that. Yeah. (laughs) And I think I want to speak to even our ladies who are single, you know, as as they're mm-hmm. going through that. Because, you know, I, I think after loss, you know, figuring out what that is, especially if you've never engaged in self-pleasure, you know, that's that's a lot to unpack. Letting go of the shame of enjoying and creating pleasure for yourself like that's one of the hugest steps. Um, it's, and, and, and maybe because I'm a part of this generation, but myself and then the two before really, um, it, there was so much stigma around even asking questions. <laughs> and so, so much education was just lost. Um, and so many opportunities to have good, healthy sex with yourself, mm-hmm. you know, with someone else, with partners, all of that, there was nowhere to ask those questions in space. So it kind of, most of the journeys were either um, with very little knowledge into a one dimensional relationship, you know, uh, or exploring way off the charts. Mm-hmm. And then having like, not knowing how you feel about all those things. Yeah. And not making a decision to do them because you want to, but making a decision to do them because you just don't know. And so um, for the single, you know, older, whenever they come in, one of the hardest is for me to work with them is that it's okay to continue to please yourself. It's not betrayal. Your partner would not want to know, not to know that you were not enjoying life. Um, if somebody's passed, you know, um, also for the aspect of that, you know, it's good to be healthy. And so enjoying yourself is, you know, taking in those things that make sure that they take care of you. Mm -hmm. And and that's for younger and for older, but I know it is harder because with my age, and the two generations of us, <laughs> we get really get stuck in all of those mandated criteria of what criteria of what it means to be a woman, what it means to be, you know, somebody's partner instead of your own partner to yourself. Beautiful. Oh, 
Thank you. I, I, and I hope I'm, if you, if you need to, you know, <laughs> no, you're doing great. <laughs> I hope I'm answering. Um, I get so passionate about this. Sometimes I kind of get into like, uh, I love it. So, um, <laughs> I love, I cause love, that's your, I love, yeah, it's part of your work. That's your population too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any final words for our listeners? Well, I was going to throw out a couple books really oh, quick. For sure. Um, come mm-hmm. as you, Come as you are, I'm going to tell you, it's one of the most powerful books. It can be a hard book to work through. So I, I introduce it, um, and let them, you know, let them kind of look at it and then they think about it. And then we, we try to go through the workbook or, um, are the, and the book to kind of re-engage with your body and to re-engage with your sexual experiences and what might be having some effects on you now. Um, it's beautiful. Um, also, um, um, oh, why did my mind go blank? She comes first is a good mm-hmm. one. There's another one that I was trying to think of. Um, Mediant activity. Oh yeah. Oh, um, that's a really good one. I know. Sac- um, there's another one. I think it's sacred women. Ah, I cannot believe I just went blank on that one, but it, it's, it's basically about, um, healing the body, mind, and soul. And body, mind, and spirit. And I apologize. I, I, I think I messed up on the title name. No, I'll, I'll, I'll get it for the notes. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so those are some great ones. I like burnout as well. Cause oftentimes when we see mm-hmm. women who come in, burnout was also written by, um, Amelia and, um, Emily Nagotsky. Um, mm-hmm. you know, yep. they talk about the superhuman syndrome, the human giver syndrome correction. Um, and I think a lot of that is some of what we want to tackle first, you know, because for a lot of us, pleasure takes a backseat. And um, mm-hmm. when we're connected to our bodies, we can start, you know, prioritizing that. You know, yes. What it means to us. Yes. Okay. So tell our listeners how they can connect with you. I know you are all over the socials and I'll definitely add those in the notes as well. <laughs> Um, and if, of course, if you're at, if you're accepting any new clients at this time, um, tell our listeners. I am. I am. Um, I am in Carrollton and Texas, and I have a and online all through Texas. I do a lot of online. Okay. Uh, my my actual website is mcpcounseling.com, and I have a podcast. It's called Melinda Chats. You can, you can kind of on Instagram, it's Melinda chats on Facebook. It's Melinda chats, <laughs> you know, on Twitter, it's Melinda chats. So you can kind of find me everywhere with Melinda chats mm-hmm. and I work. I, I do. I, ha, I know I have a midday stuff that's available. Mm-hmm. Everything else, you know, is, is kind of a hit or miss because yeah. they say so full, but I did open up some of those just because availability, you know, we needed some more, but I have a great staff that I've worked on with and trained and Mm -hmm. I have, they're incredible. I have um, a wonderful play therapist who works with children and having healthy, healthy beings. And Mm -hmm. also knowing that you can work through challenges. And just because you have two moms does not mean that that is the problem. (laughs) So it's really nice to have cultivated a clinic that is very non-judgmental and I have people educated in transitioning and, um, everything we, we work, we work with humans and we work with humans where they're at. Yeah. Beautiful. And I guess, but you can always find me around and, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I have a dog that comes into my office all the time too. So Fisher is, She's, thank goodness sleeping right now so she's not noisy but she loves being with people and so she helps even with my EMDR so I love that. that's a little bit about me and a little bit about where you can find me awesome well thank you so much Melinda for just chatting with us today and like I said this episode is dedicated to our maturing ladies and you know for the young ones as well you know we cannot um, ignore the fact that for some you know due to maybe chronic illness or um, mm-hmm. any type of surgeries, you know, these are conversations that are coming up. So thank you so that's much. Why, that's why I had to mention that because mm-hmm. I, you know, there's some that are things that come up before, you know, it gets to 
the aging aspect. And so thank you so much for letting me kind of touch on that first because it is so hard to not. You are an incredible human and I have felt so comfortable and thank you so much for just being so open and present. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on socials, and leave us a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can check out our new website at www.hersexualspace.com or you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Her Sexual Space and Her Sexual Space Podcast. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time. Bye. This episode has been sponsored by Simple Practice, the leading practice management platform for private practitioners everywhere. More than 100,000 professionals use Simple Practice to power telehealth sessions, schedule appointments, file insurance claims, market their practice, and so much more, all on one HIPAA-compliant platform. Get your first $100 towards your first month of Simple Practice when you sign up for an account today. This exclusive offer is valid for new customers only. Go to www.simplepractice.com slash hersexualspace to learn more.